Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. There have been calls for a six-month levy on housing sites that lay vacant for more than six months. The Business Post reported in January that hundreds of luxury apartments lie vacant at two prominent Dublin rental blocks. Labour spokesperson uh, Rebecca Moynihan said, uh, described this as a scandal while thousands of families have no proper home. She said a levy on empty housing is urgently needed. Uh, there is already a vacant site levy in place. And an independent report presented to the government in 2018 did not recommend bringing in a vacant property tax at the time. And a vacant property tax exists in many jurisdictions, by the way. And it's recently been introduced in Vancouver, for example, which, like Dublin and other parts of Ireland, is experiencing major housing crisis and spiralling accommodation prices. Although I think that's going to change after COVID because you're going to see a lot of office blocks now are going to have to be rezoned as residential because they won't be getting used anymore. But Peter Dooley, who is the co-founder, has been on the air with us a few times, the co-founder of the Dublin Renters Union, has taken to social media to highlight the need for this, tweeting, Dublin's own shameful tent city is growing every day along the Grand Canal in an area with hundreds of vacant homes owned by investors vultures, speculators and not even a hint of a vacant home tax now hashtag he says I'm up for this discussion anytime are you listening politicians stroke media I'm listening to you Peter how are you Brian, no, listen, thanks very much for having me on. No problem. I, I know we have a bit of a love-hate relationship. I see a picture of you there the, this morning. Vacant home tax now. And a hashtag there underneath it as well. And you can go to Peter's Twitter account, by the way, Peter Dooley Dub. Uh, Peter, tell us exactly what the issue is. Okay, we all know, and I'm not going to completely disagree with you, that if somebody is just going to leave something sitting idle for years on end, you know, there should be some sort of tax on it or an incentive to stop them from doing that. I, I kind of agree with you. But the idea that you're demanding, for example, that a home that you're standing outside that hasn't been rented out because it's on Airbnb and owned by somebody who's quite wealthy, you know, on Burlington Road, that you should believe that they should have or some obligation to rent it out. Their argument is, it's mine, I can do what I want with it. Well, the issue is, uh, in the census in 2016, it showed in Dublin we had 35,000 vacant homes. Uh, nationally, about over 180,000 vacant homes. These are excluding holiday homes were vacant. Uh, we've seen the rents increasing exponentially over the last 10 years with the lack of supply. And then at the same time, we've seen an explosion of built rents in the past number of years that are leaving homes uh, empty to artificially keep the property prices at high levels. Property prices increased by 7.4% last year in Ireland. At the same time, um, rents are grown by over 5 or 6% nationally. They've dropped a little bit back in Dublin. But at the same time, the supply is there, ready-made supply. We should be utilising the supply and not leaving homes empty. Absolutely. And when you have speculators or investors who come in and buy up a whole block of apartments, as they did during the recession, by the way, when the prices dropped, and they're sitting leaving them empty until the price goes back up and they resell them again and make a few quid, that's disturbing and it's disgusting and it's wrong. And I and I completely agree with you. It shouldn't be allowed. It should have never been allowed in the first place. But when you're talking about, say, you know, Mick or Paddy that might have a few quid, bought a vacant or bought a property, and maybe he's leaving it sitting there because he wants to give it to his son in four years and he doesn't particularly want to rent it out, do you believe he should be hit with a tax then for leaving that sitting there? I think there there's either? different levels of it. Like, as you, you quite rightly said, there's so many uh, vultures and corporate landlords that have come into the country, and that's that's what we've been highlighting in, in, in various ways. Yeah, and I agree that, with you uh, on that. I agree with it, you. Well, that. Issue, well, issue like Kennedy Wilson, for instance, who leave uh, properties empty in Capital Dock, ninety over the hundred ninety apartments there have been empty for a year and a half. Um, in County Key in Dublin Eight, there's two hundred out of two hundred forty six apartments empty. Uh, the rents start in, in Capital Dock at €2,970. It inflates the property prices in that area and inflates the, artificially maintains the high rents for people. Yeah, but between me and you, Peter, that's so all, that's all going to come to an end soon. 
I mean, you with COVID now, right? And we've seen the need now yeah. for people to work at home, right? And I, I'm imagining probably 20 to 30% of people who are currently working at home are going to continue to work from home after COVID because it may suit people to do that and the government are bringing in legislation to allow that to happen. You're going to see big, the big companies who, you know, are employing a lot of people working at home are not going to need all those big offices anymore in the city centre, uh, most likely, and other places. And you're going to see these probably rezoned as residential because they'll be sitting idle empty. Um, and I think that's going to have a huge knock-on effect on the value of these properties and the rental prices in Dublin in particular. Yeah, well, I think that's great news because it's very welcome because that shows the, the sort of developer-led policies which has which essentially do- destroyed a lot of Dublin, inner-city Dublin in particular, where it's driven people out, low middle-income earners out of those homes and communities and built um, these massive commercial spaces instead of building proper homes and communities, especially now if you're walking around the city today. You know, we'd love to see, you know, people being out and about, especially in times of COVID with the restrictions in place and stuff. And yeah, but, yeah, but, Dub- yeah, but Dublin is no different than any other city. I mean, Dublin is no di- di- different to Manhattan or to London or to Paris or any other city. Well, Paris may be slightly a- an exception, but to any other city whereby, you know, cities normally are commercial. They're not residential. The centre of a city is normally commercial and not residential anyway. That's that's no different anywhere else really in the well, world, Well, I think it's it? a mix. I think it's a mix you need in, in, in areas, for, for instance, like in terms of, if you look at commercial areas, you look at areas like Barrow Street, in around Silicon Docks and stuff, which are completely deserted at the moment. And these are the same areas that have been gentrified with sky-high rents, which, as I mentioned, Kennedy Wilson as well. So again, it has to be, it's policy-led by the government, and we need to force them to actually start providing proper communities for people, because people need to be, from the climate point of view, from any sort of social point of view, people need to be near, uh, you know, proper amenities and facilities. In no, no, I'd rather, I'd rather do that in the suburbs than I know. I'd rather do that in the suburbs than in a city. I don't. I don't think we can really develop communities in high rises anyway. I mean that that kind of went out with the Indians years ago. I would rather see communities being developed on the suburbs where we would have you know provide community centres and jobs and other you know amenities for them. And so once we could provide transport for them to get in and out of the city as well. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think it's very important to have a great uh, cultural heart of the city and to have a, a broad mix of people in the city. And it's vital to, to have a plan and process that's community led, really. And that's important to look at going forward as well from this because. Um, you know, for so long, as I said, developer-led policies, we've seen the failure of the market regarding, uh, for instance, I, I mentioned the vacant home tax, but other issues around uh, people commuting long distances to yeah. work in communities. And, and what about bedroom taxes? I mean, in the, in the UK, they brought in a bedroom tax. And, and I know this might not be the, something that you're thinking about. We have a lot of uh, houses in this city. I don't know if you could do it to private houses, but certainly it with council housing, where you have, you know, two people living in a four-bedroom house. Uh, and we need to get them people out of those houses and into smaller dwellings and people and families who need those larger homes into those larger homes. There's a lot of that needs to be all adjusted as well. And a tax on that, as they did in the UK with the, what they call the bedroom tax. I don't tax. know about a tax on it, but I think around council housing, our position, my position is clear. We're opposed to sell off a council housing. The council housing should be for the public good. And I think it's mm-hmm. very important to have, uh, to keep it. You're quite right. And there, there should, should be a cycle a, on that, by the way. It should be used. It should be used. I mean, I mean, account, I've always been of the opinion, and maybe you disagree with me, that a council house should never be for life unless of course you need it for life but I mean if you better yourself and do well and I've seen people or your family grows up and they're all working and bringing in an income I mean it's time for you to move on and then provide that house to somebody else who needs it more than you do so because you could then move into private housing because you can probably yeah, well afford think, it You know in, in a lot of European countries Vienna for instance like public housing the, the model that we've been advocating like is public housing open to people of all income levels and this is what the system you have to move in where you have lifetime security so for instance if you have a grown family and I agree you move into probably a bigger apartment and if you don't need a four bedroom or three bedroom council houses, which are very few of anyway, you know, obviously if it's over, if it doesn't, if it's too big for your needs, fine. You know, obviously move into somewhere that's most suitable and I agree with that point of view. But I think as regards the 
the wider perspective we were looking at obviously in terms of the vacant home tax uh, to be a, an important measure to bring in mm-hmm. now because obviously as I said and which I've been tweeting about is the inhumanity of seeing people uh, sleeping Okay and, and I want to get to that okay, well, let, well, let me get to that okay you can guess your tweet okay and because I just got a text in it says should the next thing they'll want uh, and I'm, I'm just reading this verbatim by the way the next thing That's they will want is that you will have to take uh, a homeless junkie into your spare room now, you said in your tweet, Dublin's own shameful tent city is growing every day along Grand Canal Quay. And I know that the council were there removing tents there a while ago. But the idea that you could, say, take, a, you know, an apartment that's not being used off a speculator vulture or somebody who happens to have, you know, a few spare apartments that lie empty and put somebody in who's sitting in a tent in the middle of Grand Canal Quay who may have their own set of problems. Um, and Peter, I say that respectfully to many people who do have their own set of problems. I mean, that's ludicrous. You can't do that. There has to be, there has to be a pathway to that. I appreciate your point of view, but I think it's wraparound services. Absolutely. Nobody's saying that like, a lot of people on, on, on the streets don't have uh, complex issues. And a lot of complex issues are obviously formed because of homelessness, because of being evicted in the mains. I know a lot of people who are sleeping on the canal tonight who were evicted from the private rented market. Um, and obviously, you know, the stress of actually being having no security in your home and, and forcing you into that position is, is very tough for any any person. But the problem is, is a lot of people are profiting from homelessness, like uh and that's a serious well, issue. there's a lot of NGOs out there who are making huge amounts of money well, for homelessness. It's, well, it's, it's an industry now, hasn't it? The, the home we were at in Dublin 4, for instance, like Ten City essentially is, 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 is grown and in, in around that community as well, where people feel safe to be out in the streets rather than go into a lot of hostels. But it, that's in an area where there is a lot of vacant properties and there is a lot of speculators and investors, as, as I alluded to yesterday, uh, developers' home, which are lying empty while... Um, yeah, but if I let's say Nile Boylan, let's say Nile Boylan, like it, it shouldn't be as complex. I don't okay, but, but let me give an example, Peter. Let, let's say Nile Boylan has an extra house, and let's say I'm doing pretty well, and I buy myself a property. I don't, by the way, just sadly. Uh, but let's say I buy myself an extra property, and I have a property sitting in the city centre uh, with three bedrooms in it, and I'm, I'm hanging on to it because maybe my daughter might want it in a few years, and I'm not really bothered to be honest with you with the taxes and everything. It's not bothered about renting it out. Should I have to pay a tax on that then? Yeah, well, I think the, the, the issue you look at is that. It, it, there should be a right to the common good in our society for essentially if there's a homeless, massive homeless crisis uh, should, I have to, should I have to give it to somebody and put somebody into it? I think there should be a tax on it I think there should be a tax on, on it if, if the home is kept deliberately vacant where there's a housing crisis But I'm already Absolutely. paying tax by the very nature of the fact that I've paid tax on the money that, that I earned purchase it in the first place I've already paid tax Why, well, why, why do well, I pay more tax? Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a social good. I think if there's homes lying empty, for instance... But I don't, have any, I don't have a legal obligation to the social good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with you when it comes to the, the, you know, the mass investors who are investing in whole blocks you know, and leaving them sitting idle. I understand the point you're making I'm, in relation I'm, to that. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I know. That's fine. Okay, but we're talking about you know, Niall Boylan or somebody who might have one or two extra properties you know, because they've, paid, they've worked hard, they've paid tax on their money, and now they bought these properties or invested in these properties as a little nest egg. And you're saying to me, well, I should be forced to rent them out or I should be well, what, forced to allow somebody to live in them. What, what about the people who are paying uh, 70% of their income on rent at the moment to try and get somewhere to live? Do you, do you think that's... Well, that's uh, yeah, but that's not Niall Boylan's problem. Do you know what I mean? But do you think that... Well, it's a society we're living in, Niall, isn't it? Like, oh, no, no, I, I understand it. the point you, you make. We yeah, all we have an obligation of duty. Yeah. So at the moment, like, everybody's going through an awful lot of stress, obviously, with the lockdowns that's going on. And it's disproportionately yeah. impacting low middle income earners a lot. Yeah, there's a big yeah, divide. The divide like, between like, the rich and the poor is getting worse. Yeah, I know. Well, like. Absolutely, absolutely. And that hasn't been discussed in a balanced way in the media as well. But I think it's important that going forward from this that we need to think about what sort of society we're creating. Where society, like, like housing is a public health issue without a doubt. So I think it's a priority should be to provide a home for people. Uh, and if, if a home is being left vacant in an area where people need it, 
you know, it, it obviously should be utilised for the common good, essentially. Like, but you that's know, like saying I have a car in the garden and my neighbour has... Property, yeah, know? but my neighbour hasn't got a car and I have a spare car in the garden that I should be allowed, he should be allowed to use my spare car. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, I don't think that's the same argument. I think a home is, is, is a basic right for somebody. Whatever about somebody having like a couple of sets of golf clubs or something like that's not about trying to share your, your set of golf clubs with somebody else. Like, I mean, do, you, home, do your parents own? Your do your parents own their own home, or do you own your? Uh, own well, why well, 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 came from? I don't. But why came from my parents uh, on a personal level? Like, was a council house. Um, okay. And again, it was uh, it was bought again uh, through uh, a tenant purchase scheme because he wanted obviously security over time. They got they got that, that's the situation they were put into. And do you do you own your own home? No, I don't. No, you're renting out at the moment, are you? Yeah, I'm in the same position. So. Okay, I look, and I know it's a tough position. My own son is renting, and it's like money down the drain. I get that. You know what I mean? And, and hopefully, he's trying to save for a mortgage, etc., etc. Well, but uh, on, on that note, like uh, Noel, like it is. And I do respect, and it, it's it's great to get um, the conversation going around the vacant home tax and stuff. And it's vitally important to to utilise the supply that's there. That's there. I think there's a massive supply that's there, and we should be looking at ways to. Do you realise it like and, and for instance tax it, the bigger Okay, well, well an, answer this text. Um what Peter is talking about is basically taking from the middle class and giving to those who haven't got their act no, together. Not, who haven't not take, it's, it's not, not at all. Not at all. That's 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 totally that's a that's a wrong well, argument. He said you're taking from the middle class and giving it to those who haven't got their act together. Well no, that's that's not that's not what I'm look, what we're looking for is, is a set of vacant home tax on these properties to be used uh put specifically into a, a housing public housing fund if it is used. And for instance, I'll give you an example. Barcelona wrote, for instance, vulture landlords. They wrote to, to uh, owners of 104 vulture landlords and said if you weren't rented out within a month, they would purchase them at half the market price and use as public housing. And the public housing model that we're advocating, we're not advocating for a pub, the, the current social housing model, we're advocating for public housing open to all income levels because that's a sustainable solution. Well, when, we you, when you say all income levels, so why would you be providing for public housing to somebody who's earning 100 grand a year? For everybody, yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. But why, Peter? Why? Sure, if you, I mean, if that's the case, why would people bother their whole actually earning money? I mean, <laughs> and, and looking for a house themselves. I mean, if, if, like, for example, I don't, I mean, thankfully, I don't need public housing, right? So yeah. I, and I don't expect the government to provide me public housing, but if you have a couple who are earning, say, 20, 30 grand each and they're on low income, I would expect the government to do some sort of shared ownership with them, for example, to help them to get onto the property ladder. But yeah, I, but, but, I, but yeah, you but can't, you can't have a situation where there's some sort of public housing for everybody and everybody's entitled to a house. But that, that's, a, that's, a, I, I'm coming up with proposals for sustainable solutions to our housing. No, places. I mean, I like, I mean, I like, uh, uh, a, I like uh, some uh, of your proposals, yeah. but you can't make it too easy because then we lose ambition. We lose the, no, you know, the reason for getting out there and getting a job and working hard. And you can't just keep giving stuff away because we don't have a bottomless pit of money, although that would be surprising at the moment. We still seem to have a bottomless <laughs> pit of money. We don't have a bottomless pit of money. We have a limited, we have 50 billion a year in taxes come into this country and, yeah. and we have to spend that wisely. So we can't give, just give well, away that, housing. That, that, we need to encourage that, people to earn money well, to buy their own. Well, absolutely. Well, I've, I've not wished for anybody buying their own home. If they want to buy their own home, I'm not into uh, dictating that you have to buy, you have to go into public housing. List, but I think it should be open to all income levels. Not all income levels. Low income. Be, low income. It should, it should, it should be. It should. No. Well, I, I don't think so because what happens is segregated housing, and we've seen now at the moment. I'll just give you one example. Yesterday, in Dublin City Council, are having a proposal on forty percent social, forty percent cost rental, and twenty percent affordable purchase for uh, the Oscar Trainer site in Coolock. 
that should be a hundred percent public housing open to everyone because cost rental is is linked. Because if I want to live in a leafy, but but, yeah, but if I want to live in a leafy suburb, right, and I want to spend three hundred and fifty or four hundred thousand, which wouldn't get you much in Dublin, mind you, uh, and I want to live in a nice leafy suburb, that's that's my luxury in life because I've worked hard. But if somebody else doesn't want to work hard and or for whatever reason, and they're not going to live in the leafy suburb, and that's just life, isn't that? Well, I'm talking about public land, Niall. I'm not talking specifically about private. Like, for instance, if there's private land in some area or some suburb people want to live in, that's fine if they want to buy it in the market. And fine. And it's, it doesn't. And the argument you're going to make about it discourages people to work, it actually has the opposite effect. Because if you have a secure home, I know a lot of people who are facing homelessness and we're in homeless uh, situations as well, uh, or risk of eviction and stuff. And their house, their lives are really uh, preoccupied with the stress of eviction, the stress of being mm-hmm. homeless, the stress of nowhere to go. Like, for instance, if you had a secure home, what could you achieve? What 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 better? I mean, no, no, I, I do. I mean, look, I do agree with equality. You know, I mean, and that we should. Everybody should have the same opportunities. Right, in economy, in life. You know, like, no, no, I agree with the equality that everybody deserves the same opportunities in life. But we can't guarantee equality of outcome. And you know, what you're looking for is equality of outcome, and you can't guarantee that in life because no, everybody will take a different path, and some people will waste their lives away, and some people will end up on drugs, some people will end up drinking, some people will you know be just wasters in general, and there's others who want to do well in life. So I mean, and you can't just give them all. The same, everything, maybe the same oh, outcome. The you're looking for the very important oil. I think a home, like lucky enough, and I grew up like I was lucky enough in a secure and, and, and safe home. And thanks to my, you know, parents for that. Like you know, and I was, I was, I was blessed. And it was even it was yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to thank Dublin Corporation. Dublin Corporation provided exactly. my home. Yeah. Well, that, that's exactly it. Like so, the, the, the bottom line is that it doesn't. That premise doesn't necessarily follow because I think if you get the initial foundation blocks in life uh, started for people, I think it's vitally important to, to start that because there's so many children now yeah. who are in emergency accommodation and struggling. Like even now with the lockdown, they're struggling more. Oh no! I mean, no, no, I get that. And God, lockdown is bad enough if you've got a three-bedroom house or a back garden. But I can't imagine what it must be like in lockdown when you're living with three kids in a two-bed apartment. It's, it's, it must it's, be terrible. It's, it's exacerbated the problems for low-middle-income earners, for the people who are most marginalised. No, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you that, Peter. You know, and, and I do understand what you're saying, and I do get the point that you're making. I'm fair play to you for getting out there. You're probably one of the only ones actually doing something about it. I agree with some of what you're saying, but I disagree with others. But look, if people want to follow you on your Twitter account, they're quite welcome to do that. Listen, I really appreciate you coming on the air, Peter Dooley, who is from the the co-founder of Dublin Renters Union. Uh, thanks very much for drawing attention to that. And basically, Peter, what he's looking for is a vacant home tax. And he wants it now. In other words, stop wasting accommodation when other people are sitting there homeless. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.